Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, everybody. 7 a.m. here on a Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. We welcome you in to another edition of Tee to Green. We're live and on the air. Brian Colziel with you. Lots coming up here on the Players' Championship. We're excited to talk about one of the premier events on the PGA Tour. Lee Westwood is your leader by one shot over Matthew Fitzpatrick. Of course, we'll be talking about the famous Island Green, number 17, and plenty more. Bryson's antics and... A lot here on the show, including where we're located, as we say good morning to Kevin Sylvester. Morning, Brian. We're here at the uh, headquarters of the Western New York PGA, which is at uh, Glen Oak Golf Course. I'm excited to hear about uh, the, the junior programs uh, that they have going on this year, PGA Hope, uh, of course, and uh, all that we have going on when we talk with uh, Steve Bartkowski. And I'm excited to be wearing my uh, my new Donald Ross hoodie. That's right. We, we are some, we are fire now. We got some great new say. gear. Absolutely. Swag. <laughs> PGA Pro Jeff Medus. Good morning. Good morning. I'm looking forward to today. We're going to talk a little bit about fairway bunker shots. You know, you see a lot of those at the uh, the event this week, and there's some things in those in those shots that you can take and use in your full swing also that are going to be helpful. Yeah. All right. So lots to get to here over the course of the hour. Uh, just tweeted out some pictures. If you've never been to the Western New York PGA offices. It is at Glen Oak Golf Course in the banquet facility area and on the first floor. And there's a Hall of Fame and an area where they have award winners and yes. a, a whole bunch of areas. Here it comes. <laughs> Before we even introduce our guest or our host, I'll, I'll even make you feel worse about it. Our host here today. Brought Go ahead. Get, get it off no. your chest. Go ahead. No, I... I... No, you just say it. All right. No, so just they have a, a great hallway of award winners here, the Western New York PGA. And Brian is an award winner for the Western New York PGA for uh, media representative of the year a couple times. Thank you, correct? Kevin, for bringing that up. I yes. appreciate it. And I was honored this last year, too. Congratulations. Yes. And Officially on air. But it, it's it's the most uh, prestigious award the Western New York PGA has, and that's why the plaque is taking longer 
yeah. uh, to make it. It's bigger. larger. Yeah, it didn't fit in the Hall, <laughs> hall of Fame. And actually. with that, we welcome in the executive director of the Western New York PGA, whose chops I just busted on the air, Steve Bartkowski. Steve, I'm kidding, and we're glad to have you. Yeah, Kevin had so many headshots he sent us, we just weren't sure which one to use. So uh, it's it's in the mail. It's coming soon. None, are from, the la- none are from the last 10 years, though. <laughs> we are so excited to have you here at our, uh, our home offices, our Hall of Fame. Uh, excited for the golf season to get started and happy to talk golf this morning. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we're in the uh, beautiful boardroom and uh, everything looking great. So I just tweeted out some pictures if you want to check that out at Brian WGR. Um, Make sure we get the picture, Jeff, from, oh gosh, when you're your past presidency, Jeff, and that is from eons ago. I call that at least 20 pounds ago, we call that. <laughs> look at how trim and athletic you look I there, know. Jeff. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. We all fit that category, yeah. Brian. For sure, for sure. Um, Steve, just tell us a little bit about what you guys undertook over the last few years here of moving your offices to Glen Oak and uh, just a gorgeous facility that you have here now and what the public can actually come and see. Yeah, we've been fortunate over the last, I want to say, six or seven years that that golf facilities in our area have hosted our home offices and our Hall of Fame. And we were at Fox Valley for three years under uh, PGA professional John Daddario. And then when our uh, PGA professional Tim Freeze bought this facility at Glen Oak, um, this actually used to be a, a private facility way back in the day. And there was a space in here, about 1,300 square feet, that was actually locker rooms and, and showers that they weren't really utilizing anymore. So Tim actually offered us to, to come here, be the home site of the Western New York PGA. So we worked with our good supporter from Jamco Development Construction Company, um, and he built us out uh, six different offices, a nice boardroom here, and a Hall of Fame that's open to the public with some of the best players from Walter Hagen to Fred Silver on the amateur side to Kirk Stauffer, Lonnie Nielsen. So. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't been here before, I encourage you. If, if you're playing golf at Glen Oak this summer, stop in, see the Hall of Fame. We also just um, uh, the BDJ, the Buffalo District Golf Association, they're renting out space here now too. So we're kind of the home of both professional and amateur golf in, in Buffalo. Now we're excited to be here. Yeah, pretty cool. You have that synergy to have them here in the office, work together on things, because you do work very closely with them throughout the year, right? Yeah, that's correct. I'm fortunate I sit on their board um, for the Buffalo District Golf Association, and we try to every year collaborate more because we know golf is going to be better if both the professional and amateur bodies continue to work together. So it's great to have them here. Steve Barkowski with us here on T to Green, the executive director of the Western New York PGA. We're at the Western New York PGA offices, and uh, a lot to get to here uh, on what you can do to get involved in golf this year. Uh, the weather last week, Steve, was a, a nice tease. People were ready to get going. There were even some places that were open up across western New York, but uh, we know golf season is here. Uh, the Players' Championship is this week, so people are going to be watching a lot of golf. I'm sure antsy to get out here. And uh, I know you've got some opportunities this year that uh, people can kind of sign up and maybe if they want to ha- take a more active role. Uh, let's just start. Uh, I know we're going to talk about juniors and some other things, but let's just start with uh, adults here. What sort of options and new ideas do you guys have for this year that how they can get involved in the game? Yeah, we have all different ways for, for amateur adults to get involved this year. Uh, first is a, a new program we're rolling out. It's a, a golf pass. Uh, it's called Go, Go Golf US eBook. It's right on our website. You can see it, and we have over 30 golf courses so far. We're, we're working to get over 60 golf courses. Um, it's, it's an app. You download the app. It's only, I believe, $45 a year. You get a discount through all these different courses across the region, including here at Glen Oak. 
Um, and actually a portion of the proceeds, we worked with a company that it's actually going to go back to the Oshai Hospital and both the Galisano Hospital. So um, pretty cool initiative. And if, if you're looking for new golf courses to play, and everyone loves a discount, right? Uh, if you're looking for a discount, it's right on the Go Golf US app. Um, it's, again, more courses coming soon, but you can download it right from our website. So if you're just looking to go out and play, we've got that. Uh, we are bringing back for the second year doubles golf, which was a, a, a huge hit. See, um, I yes. first thought when I saw DG, I thought it was divorce golf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll be here all week. <laughs> doubles golf again. We, we've got now eight facilities on board. Any facility with a PGA professional can sign up. Steve, explain yeah, it a little bit sure. because I don't think a lot of people yeah. know. And this yeah. is one of the new things we've launched that's been super oh successful. It's like like the junior tour, or the PGA. Yeah. Yeah, all the all the programs we've launched have been successful. This one's equally as successful, right? Yeah, what we've what we've actually realized over the years um, is that a lot of people don't have time to play eighteen holes, but they want to get out and play, right? So doubles golf is a concept where you only play nine holes. It's simple to do just right after work, play nine holes with it is with your wife, or it can be two men or two seniors. Um, it's a two person scramble format. Nine holes. It's a short. It's shorter tees. So if you are big bombers, you actually have the opportunity to drive some greens on par fours. The way we set up the courses, um, and you play throughout your year at your course, and then you come to our national championship qualifier here at Glen Oak. And at it's the all end of the handicapped year. and flighted and stuff. It's all so, yeah. flighted and handicapped. So it's yeah. There's different divisions A B A B C and D. So you play against a similar fashion style and, and um, skill level as you throughout the year and then you know ultimately at the end of the year for those who are competitive which there's only one division that's competitive it's more for the social aspect and the fun but the competitive division actually will go to the bears club uh, and get a trophy potentially from Jack Nicholas at, at the national yeah, championship. How was that, by the way? Yeah. Because we should mention that. <laughs> yeah, he, he you hinted and, at this. You yeah. and Johnny Osberg, um, who's on the on the on the board um, for the PGA Hope Foundation, and congratulations to John on that. I know he's listening. Um, congratulations to you. you. You two participated, and I mean, he hits the ball just small a distance. Um, <laughs> Steve's not exactly sure. Yeah, no, I know. I play with both of them. I'm like, they probably hit driver uh, putter on every hole. But uh, you guys won. That was, uh, I saw the photos. That had to be a thrill. Who handed you the trophy? It was. We, we, we did fortunately win the national championship coming out of here. There were, last year, there were 14 different PGA sections across the country. There's going to be, I think, over 20 this year that are doing it. And, uh, yeah, me and Johnny actually got the trophy handed to us from the Jack Nicholas. It was pretty cool right at the Bears Club, um, and, and that's the opportunity everyone has across the region this year. And, again, it's it's there's one division uh, that you can compete for the national championship. But overall, what we've seen in the first year, and, and you know, rolling anything new out in COVID was difficult, um, but we were one of the, the best regions actually to have the most rounds played um, this past year. It's We actually now have families that are coming out for the first time and playing. We have um, a husband and wife that came up to me and said, we use this as a way to, to give our kids to the babysitter, go out, have a good time, play nine holes, meet some new people, and, and have some social drinks afterwards. So it's it's so much fun. Yeah, golf's supposed to be fun. Right. Kind of like PGA Junior League. You know, it's, all these, everything, yeah, it's supposed to be yeah, fun. Talk it's about max, Junior League. It's a max yeah. of double bogey, too, doubles golf. Yeah. So oh, you, you pick you it up. So right. it's, there's no pressure. Uh, junior golf, the PGA Junior League, that is growing. Um and I know my son's excited. I told him I signed him up. He's like, all right, I love that. That's where we play games, right? I, you know, yeah, it's like a game. It's like going to play your Little League game, but for golf. 
Junior League. Junior League it has absolutely exploded over the past years. And in, if you have kids, um, you know, ages seven to, to 13, I would get involved. I, I would I would find where you can get involved. You can go right on the PGA Junior League website. It it's for the first time ever. Like like you said, Little League. You get you get jerseys with your names on it. You get to meet these kids. You play other kids across the region. Uh, it's the I think the coolest thing that that the PGA has rolled out in, in many years. I wish I would. I wish I it was around when I was a kid. Yeah. So it was something I could do. Both you guys have kids in the program, right? Yeah, it's it's been wonderful. My son loves it. I know. Even got to play yeah. on the same team with with Kevin's son, and we you know it's to see them interact with each other. It's so cool. And the format for junior league is great because the pressure is off the kids because it's a two man scramble. So you know if the kid hits a bad shot, so what? Use your partner's ball and you move on. And uh, I, I think the kids love talking strategy to each yeah. other and everything like that. It's. It feels pretty big time for them when they're on the tee, and like you said, they get the jerseys and everything. So uh, uh, all the professionals across West New York do a great job with it. I, I think the great moments, because um, parents get to you get to walk along, you don't get to coach, right? And even – Which I is would, a good thing, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Well, one parent volunteer, like, it would score the match. So I'd often score the match. I remember my son asked me, Dad, I go, I can't tell you. Like, I'm not here. I'm here to score the match, buddy. You know, you just go ahead. So the kids would make their own decisions. And but the 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 best moments were even like on the other team, and, and, you know they were competing against guys, but they had a bad shot, and you'd hear the kid, hey, that's okay, right? I mean, yeah. no, that, the sportsmanship, right? Is the sportsmanship sure. is fantastic, you know, and they shake hands. Well, now we'll fist bump or whatever after the match, but um, that part was cool. The sport because they they recognize that it's hard, yeah. right? But they're out there having fun. They got numbers. I mean, it's it's yeah. really yeah, it's, cool. And, and as you said, when when you talk about growth, I mean, in, in 2019 we had over 550 kids playing in junior league just in our section. So, and we're already looking at, at breaking that number. So, you talk about how we're trying to get kids involved in a fun way. I think that's one of the first steps that you can do because you are under a coach, right? It's just like Little League, just like baseball. You're on a team. You've got a coach. You've got a set schedule. You have practices. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, and our, I'd like to think our, our, our webpage is a clearing site. If you're a golfer and you have some kind of interest, especially in junior golf, because we also have the junior tour, you also have the access to the best professionals in the area if you want to get lessons from them. And then you have the PGA Junior League. So all and don't those, forget drive, chip, and putt, too. Oh, yeah, drive, yeah. chip, and putt, another hugely popper. I mean, we ran that here and have people from all over the region, and it's packed. It's, yeah, and you don't need to be, um, you know, a Ar stud. Arnie Jr., yeah. right, you know? You don't need to be Tiger Woods at, at the age he was to compete in any of these like things. Like a young Kevin Sylvester. You don't have to be that when you're out there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you, you said it best, the clearinghouse, and that's the way we've tried to make our website. Um, you know, whether it's financials or whether it's skill level, we have a program for every person, age, financial. You know, you talk about drive, chip, and putt, Brian, and we're excited to actually bring that back this year. Obviously, the ultimate goal is to go to the Masters, but it's free. <laughs> it's a free mm. opportunity for kids across the region, and we're so fortunate that our, our PGA professional at Oak Hill, Jason Ballard, is now going to host the regionals this year. So wow. the kids get to go through their local competitions here. If they make it to the sub-regionals, sub-regionals at Glen Oak, and then the next step is Oak Hill. And then the next step is the Masters, and it's all free. <laughs> so why not sign up and give it a try and get to see if your kid enjoys golf? Son, you better at least better make the regionals. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 714 here on Tee to Green. We are live at the Western New York PGA offices. 
uh, at Glen Elk Golf Course. We're with Stephen Barkowski, the executive director of the West New York PGA, letting you know how you can get involved. We'll have plenty coming up here on the Players' Championship uh, in just a few moments. So, yes, yeah, so if you're a parent listening, drive, chip, and putt, free, a great event. Again, skill level doesn't matter. It's a super fun day. It's basically nine shots. You get three drives, you get three putts, you get three chips, and uh, and, and the kids get a little swag when you walk yeah. in. It's a really, really fun event. we got to coordinate again, Brian, this year, because our tradition has been uh, we do drive, chip, and putt, and then take our sons for donuts. That's right. After, and it's really for Brian and me. True. Yeah. But no, it's uh, <laughs> we'll definitely do that again. <laughs> So we got that. You've got junior golf. You got PG Junior League again. That's the two-man scramble format. And then uh, Jeff mentioned P- there's a junior tour as well. So maybe if if you if your uh, son or daughter is a little bit more of a player that wants to play competitively, there's that as well. That's where they would play their own ball, right? Correct. Yeah. It's and as you said, it's kind of a step process if you go from from uh, drive chip and putt to junior league. And then we see a lot of the players from junior league who who are good enough to play individually. They come to our junior tour, which. There is no experience like it across uh, our region. It's uh, it's a membership fee. You get all this cool swag. You get to be a member of the PGA. You get tips from PGA professionals, uh, rules and etiquette tips video, like behind the scenes. Uh, and you get to play some of the best golf courses across our region. So you sign up. You can sign up for either a part-time membership, just five events, or a full-time membership was 10 events, and you get no greens fees added on that, and you get to play and, and compete against kids across the region. Are they all 18 holes, or is there a nine-hole division? There's a, there's a nine-hole, so if you're ages 10 to 12, it's a nine-hole division. There's men's, there's females, and then uh, the older boys and girls actually play uh, 18 holes, and you play against kids in Buffalo, Rochester, Erie. I know when I was a college coach, it was it was scores yeah. I would be watching because I wanted to see what these kids I thought were good recruits were going to be shooting at these facilities and against other good players. It, what sort of scores should your say ten to twelve year old and then uh, you know for the nine hole uh, league? What scores should you know, because you know, kids know. Like they get to that age, they know. Like oh, I'm, I got no chance today, right? I'm not. I'm not. They, they know. Um, so score, typical score. You know, if they don't have a handicap or typical handicap, they should have. The the funny thing, and I think I don't know, you know, where it kind of got lost in in some fashion is our junior tour. While it is a step up from junior league, our whole thought with the PGA is growing the game, right? So. You can be an 18, 18 hole player and shoot one hundred and twenty and still play on our junior tour. Yeah, they're having fun still. Yeah, it, the the whole reason behind the junior tour was to to give the kids the opportunity to play golf courses that they might not be able to. So as long as you, even if you shoot one hundred and twenty, can keep up the pace of play with the kid in front of you, I think it's more for life lessons, right? We do have the best players that come through it, like we have the Gavin Halls that have come through our tour, but that's few and far in between. And the Ben Reicherts, um, a majority of our kids are there having fun, making friends. The parents are making friends, walking alongside, watching their kids play. So it's it's twofold, I guess. You know, it's it's a mixture of some of the better players that we actually pair together, but also some of the players that may not have the opportunity to play in college, but this might be their, their one chance to play competitively across the region. And if you want to get better, that's how you get better. Yeah. You go out and you play against the good players. You're not going to finish first the first time you play, but maybe after a year or so you see what the other players are doing and, and what I have to do to compete on all different types of golf courses. I can't tell you how many times Jeff has told me he's played better because he's playing with me. Yeah, you play. That, that could be true, but yeah, Jeff, play up to your level. Yes. Yeah. The only the only way you're going to get better is is playing in tournament golf, right. and that's yeah. real tournament golf. We run it. We do run it like a tour event. We have staff out there. We have banners. We have signed. We have TV leaderboards. So we make it special for the kids. Um, and we announce them on the tee and everything. It's it's just so much fun to see. 
All right, so we've got a new golf app, lots of options for juniors, doubles golf. So what about even just the random question that I'll get quite a bit from friends that are playing golf of like, you know what, I need to get a lesson. I want to take a lesson. And I know, of course, plenty of highly qualified Western New York PGA professionals across Western New York. But what if they don't belong somewhere? So like, where do they go for that, Steve? That's always a question too. And I always think, you know, they think, well, I live close to this golf course, but I'm not a member there. Like, so how does that work for a lesson? Like, what's the contact situation for that? And like, how do you go about, can you have a lesson somewhere maybe that you don't, you're not a member at and all that sort of thing? Yeah, good point. And, and uh, we get that question a lot too. And we always will take those calls. You can call us right in our office, but uh, <clears throat> the PGA worked hard to create PGA.com over those past two years to make it better, more public facing. So if you go right to PGA.com, there's a pro finder now. You can type in your zip code and you can see all the pros in your area and their certification. So are they athletic development model certified? Are they TPI certified? You can see their skill level, what they work on. Do they work on lefties more? Do they work on righties more? Are they working on slices or fades? So you can find the right pro for me. It doesn't matter if you're a member at a course or not a member at a course. You can find any PGA professional in the area. And, you know, I'm on that list. We're a PGA PGA.com. Yeah, and I'm a PGA certified coach. Yep. And, and I, I always thought if you didn't go to a PGA professional, why, if you're interested in being a teacher, why wouldn't you want to go to all the seminars, work with the best teachers, and be around the best teachers? And we use the ADM, the American Development Model. We've got some free clinics coming up this year where we're going to be using the ADM, which is basically what hockey does, um, how they take kids, start at half ice, and move it up. We do the same thing um, and, and use those same concepts to grow golf from junior golf as a pga professional we like to think we're going to take golf from when you start till the end of your golfing years and and we can help you all the way through that yeah do you want to talk a little bit more just quickly on that you know you talk about what's coming out this year um we we've we've noticed over the years we talk about how we're trying to make sure that kids from the early age get the right instruction get the correct instruction so they can play for a lifetime and we so we took up the adm model which is what is used at almost every other sport on the Olympic stage. It's the athletic development model. And it's based around the idea that kids from an early age don't need to specialize. They need to be running around, kicking a soccer ball and being an athlete. So Jeff and I, we were talking about this and our team here, we're going to be rolling out free clinics this year to introduce parents to the ADM model. Uh, where we're, we're going to have 50 kids out at clubs five times this year, at least. Um, to get ingrained in what the athletic de development model is and work with our PGA coaches, because the ultimate goal eventually is is to use that model because we get the question all the time, right? And you probably thought about it when you were growing up with your kid. Where does my kid start? How do we get into it? And where does it end? Well, this is the first starting point that's going to make sure your kid is healthy and safe and doing the right thing and not... You know, you don't want a five-year-old going on the lesson tee and worrying about hitting a draw or a fade, right? You want them, you want them kicking a soccer ball, running around cones, jumping jacks, and using snag equipment. So yeah, if your five-year-old's hitting balls for a half hour straight, that's not normal. Yeah, we don't want burnout. Like we're yeah. trying to stop burnout. So look for a new program coming out this year. We're going to be reaching out to boys and girls clubs, YMCA's, local schools, and rolling out this new ADM model in different areas this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to working with that. That'll be fun. Last thing for this segment. Obviously, the Western PGA is involved in so many charitable uh, events throughout the year. Uh, we're looking forward to having our dusting, duster puttering challenge back here uh, this year. Just one of one of the events that the Western PGA helps uh, helps us out with, and uh, you know we try to raise money. And I know you guys do it all year long, not just one day. 
Um, so I know there's a few programs. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? And if people want to get involved or make donations, what they can do. Yeah, I think we all know uh, golf is such a big charitable aspect of the community. The amount of times you guys probably get invited to, to charity events throughout the year at different golf courses. Well, we're fortunate in our platform with the PGA. We've got a charitable arm called PGA Reach Western New York, and our mission is simple. We're trying to impact positively impact lives through the game of golf, and we focus on three areas. Youth, which we just talked about. So all the programs you talk about, we try to keep uh, to a minimum entry fee, so we take in donations for those uh, we work with our veterans through a program called PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, work with the VA hospital and give free lessons to uh, veterans in the area. Um, and then we also work on diversity and inclusion. And our big aspect in that is we actually hire a diverse individual each year called a PGA Works Fellow that gets the opportunity to see what it's like to work in the golf business. So we actually just hired our third one this year, uh, Mackenzie Colhane. She's from Brockport area. Um, very bright female. She wanted to work in the golf industry. We had the opportunity because of money that we were able to fundraise to bring her in. But yes, this year, if you're looking to get involved or donate, we have so many different ways. If you come to Glen Oak and you have extra cans, we've got a can drive going. There's a big semi-truck out in the parking lot. Bring your cans, drop them off. 100% of those proceeds are going to our veterans programs. Um, myself and 14 others are actually running the Buffalo Marathon um, at the at the end of May. So, God bless you. Yeah, we could take donations for that. But then throughout the year, the Duster Challenge, if you're looking to have fun, that goes back to our foundation um, as well as we're doing a, a foundation fundraiser program here on on June 7th. So there's so many ways to get involved. And we're working on a fun one, a little oh, pub yeah. crawl this fall in Ellicottville too, which should be a, I mean, should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Twist our arms. Uh-huh. Also custom turf. That's what Steve, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I remember talking it's, to it's Steve Beatty called, about that. It, it, it will be, be epic. called the par crawl instead yeah. of the bar crawl. <laughs> it's going to be epic. Kev. Steve, I'm staying at your place. <laughs> Beatty. Awesome. All right. That's right. All right. Uh, we got to take a time out here. Steve, you want to stick with us for another segment? Yeah, I'd love All right, to. you want to talk a little players' championship? Love to. All right, we will do that when we come back. the uh, The fifth major, right at TPC Sawgrass, yes. uh, Lee Westwood on top. He had a chance to win last week too. Of course, Bryson won last week, so uh, we'll talk about what he's up to. The Bryson rule that went into effect on eighteen. All that and more coming up here as we roll on from the Western New York PGA offices at Glen Oak. Uh, Stephen Barkowski, the executive director of the Western New York PGA, going to stick with us here along with PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel, Corey Griswold producing back in our Amherst studios. Thanks for joining us. More TD Green coming up. And we're back here on TD Green from the Western New York PGA headquarters at Glen Oak Golf Course in Amherst. Kevin Sylvester, Brian Koziel, Jeff Metis, along with Steve Barkowski, Executive Director of the Western New York PGA. Hey, want to thank a uh, sponsor that is coming back for a second year with us here, Scroy Financial. They're celebrating 50 years in business. It's a second-generation gen- financial planning firm assisting fourth-generation clients. Since 1971, Scroy Financial's goal has been to provide honest financial advice with unparalleled integrity. Whether you're just getting started out or would like us to review your current plan, set up a meeting with Scroy Financial, complimentary a one-hour consultation. Their offices are in West Seneca. They can also do it virtually if you'd like. 674-6700. Their website is scroyfinancial.com. Scroy is spelled S-G-R-O-I financial.com. Been great supporters of golf in Western New York for many, many, many years. All right. We are uh, checking the PGA Tour leaderboard there, as you heard. And a big thanks to Callaway Golf and Puma Golf Shoes for bringing you that each week. Lee Westwood is your leader uh, at Sawgrass at the Players' Championship, leading by one over Matthew Fitzpatrick. The Brits on top of the leaderboard right now, one and two. 
Uh, Sergio Garcia and Chris Kirk are in a tie for third right now at minus seven and a huge list at minus six uh, with Bryson DeChambeau leading that pack right now. He is three off the lead along with a host of others. Some other notable names. Paul Casey is at minus four. John Rahm is at minus four. Jason Day is at minus three. Patrick Reed, minus two. Justin Thomas, minus two. Uh, world number one, Dustin Johnson, is minus one, as is Phil Mickelson. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've seen at the players so far. Uh, we've got Lee Westwood on top. Kev, let's start with you. Westwood was phenomenal last week, had a chance to win. Um, we watched the 18th last week play out. He and Bryson DeChambeau, bad break. He hits his drive into the into a divot, ends up hitting a pretty good shot into the 18th hole, but had a putt, a long one, uh, to try to force a playoff. Came up one uh, stroke short, but before we get to DeChambeau, Westwood doesn't seem like uh, he's going away. We know he's always found ways to be there, maybe not finish, but he's involved again this week. Well, ball striking, right? I mean, what Lee Westwood has uh, always been known for, his ball striking, and... I, I think conditions have been similar to uh, Bay Hill, uh, particularly Green Speed, right? And and the Players' Championship. I mean, uh, TPC Sawgrass looks amazing right now. I mean, it's just, the overseed just just popped perfectly for it. The the rough is thick. The, the greens are are so firm there, and I just think it, it it's similar. Um, and you know, the golf courses. While set up a little differently, Bay Hill's a little more open, right? Winds affect it a little bit more. Winds affect things at TPC Sawgrass. You know, it's a little more Parkland setting there, but you've got to be able to carry hazards and, and, and know those are in play. So I, I'm not surprised he's playing well, um, you know, going week to week. And, and same thing with uh, Bryson DeChambeau. The two guys who were in the mix last week are in the mix again this week. Kev, don't you think it's he's, – he's defying the odds because as he, get older, he gets older, Westwood seems to be putting better where I think a lot of people's putting skills through uh, through attrition start to decline over years. Have you noticed that? I mean, he has been, I've been, what I've been watching, he looks like he's just rolling the ball absolutely beautifully combined with that great ball striking. Well, you know, he's, he's changed, you know, his grip uh, quite a bit in going what's work. I, I think Lee Westwood, I, I think the, the age, you know, he's 47 years old. I think he's like, what the hell do I have to lose, right? Um, and and he's, he's kind of playing that way, playing free. But remember, he won, it, he won overseas. Uh, Abu Dhabi, I think he won. Was he player of the year last year in Europe? And uh, I'm, I'm not positive okay. on that one. But uh, he, he won recently, so he's been playing great golf. We just haven't seen him here in the United States. Speaking of another 40-year-old playing well, Sergio Garcia, 41, is, was the day one leader and now is uh, two off the lead. Uh, Steve, how about uh, we've got a couple of 40-year-olds, Westwood and Garcia, with a chance to win here. These young guys are hitting it a mile, but the uh, the elder statesmen here are hanging tough. Nice to see those two guys involved. Yeah, isn't it, uh, isn't it funny? And, and, you know, you talk about there's some organizations out there looking to roll the ball back, looking to roll the clubs back, but but look what's going on on the tour right now. I mean, Westwood can compete with DeChambeau. I mean, it's it's anyone can play, and, and you talk about knowing how – to manage the golf course, knowing how to manage your round and, and, and putting well. I, I love to see it. I love to see the older guys competing with the younger guys, and I think it's a great mix right now we have on the PGA Tour. While we're talking about that here, our Champions Tour report, let's get that in. We mentioned Donald Ross clothing. By the way, check out a couple tweets from Kevin this morning. He took some video. Insta yeah, I put them on Instagram, and, put them on and I think Instagram they're on too. Twitter too, yeah. Yeah, of uh, our new Donald Ross clothing, the world's finest golf apparel, uh, Champions Tour player part-time at least phil mickelson made the cut minus one 
His scorecard, if you're looking for entertainment, just look at it there. It was a stretch yesterday of six holes where he went birdie, triple bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie, birdie. Just That's, classic Phil. Yeah, classic Phil. So how about Strick? Steve Stricker uh, was playing well. Yes. So Last guy in the field. Harris English was a late withdraw. Stricker comes in. He's playing well, too. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see. And on this, but could it be, Jeff, this is a course you have to know how to play, right? I mean, we hear that quite a bit. Like, you learn how to play this course. Some guys never figure it out, even. Some of the best. But would experience help a lot at a course like this? Oh, I think so. I think there's a lot of targets and landing areas and spots and, and lines and angles that you learn over time there. The green complexes are so difficult around there, and they're so there's a lot of change and elevation in different parts of the green. So knowing where to hit it, kind of like Augusta. And what's cool is... We get it's another one of those courses we get to watch year after year and so we also get to know the courses and, and it's i think it's difficult for all players and I, and I think a guy like bryson kind of loses an advantage this this week because there's it's not as open when you miss there's water there's trees it's a little more parkland as you said. Okay. this uh the, the players championship is the 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 deepest field in golf and the toughest test in golf because it, it tests every part of your game and it does not favor any particular shot shape doesn't favor the draw doesn't favor the favor the fade you've got to be able to, to play go it's a complete test of your game i want to comment on the older player um competing that we've seen here on the pga tour this year because sergio won back in the, in the fall at sanderson farms championship Stuart sink uh, a winner again um everybody thinks marty laird's like ancient he's 38 and he won but that may seem uh, old on the tour fitness and equipment advancements um uh, allow older players perhaps maybe more the fitness part of it um allows them to compete right oh i don't disagree a hundred percent our best players in our section are all over right. 50 now let's look at the distance part part of this because some rory mcelroy missed the cut and rory afterwards talked about um he he said i'd be lying if i didn't i've gained speed and distance yeah so we look at bay hill last week when bryson made it over rory did too right the first day then Rory tried again and rinsed it twice and Bryson did it again what awesome moment in golf it was really cool um, probably doesn't happen without the fans there egging him on to do it but anyway Rory said uh, yesterday after he missed the cut um, he, he said because he rinsed it twice on 18 the first round on his first nine holes you're pretty much done there you take it eight on on the, uh, the 18th hole but he said I, I gained some speed and I'd be lying if I said Bryson's performance at the US Open didn't impact my decision to get more speed to hit the ball farther but somewhere in there I've lost a swing in the rest of my game and I need to dial it back a little bit here he lost control essentially is how I interpret that of of his ball striking with irons I think Bryson had that effect on almost every player on the tour and I can see that once you're a player start chasing that you get out of character you get out of what's a character for your game you know, he was already a long driver of the golf ball, Rory. And you know, yes, I remember watching him. He's the best driver. I thought oh. he was the overall best driver of the golf ball. I thought it was between him and, and Dustin, and I think Rory was better. So he got. I think he got out of character and started searching for things that aren't needed in his game. You know, where yes. maybe he could have spent more time on something else. And because uh, he was plenty long, you don't need to be the longest. You just need to be the best. Right. And when McElroy's was hitting, when when McElroy's hitting great drives, he's the best player on tour because we know from that point in, like, I mean, he. He, when he was striping his drive, I mean, he was winning. So, I mean, he's just got to put it in play. You're right. I mean, he doesn't need to have 10 or 20 more yards. But that pressure maybe, you know, is on a lot of these guys Well, right they now. see him winning, you know, and they, hey, yeah. you, you're always looking for that formula to win, and it, it was working for Bryson. Yeah. Speaking of DeChambeau, um, this week in practice rounds, DeChambeau tried some different strategy to play the final 18th hole 
Um, what was so great about this tournament is that a lot of people know the finish, 16, 17, 18. And 18, of course, is a dogleg left that wraps around the big lake. Uh, Bryson decided to go the entire other way. said, I'm going to go to the left side of the lake and go up the ninth fairway and have a different angle in, and maybe I can even have a shorter iron in. So uh, they decided to implement some internal out-of-bounds to stop that. Now, the PGA Tour ultimately said it was for safety reasons that he didn't want to, they didn't want to shambo maybe hitting players or possibly spectators or workers. I doubt Bryson would have you know, wound up to swing knowing that there would be people standing there. But for Steve, for someone who maybe you run tournaments – what do you think about this rule here? Just can you do it on a Tuesday and then in right the tournament week? Can you just all of a sudden throw in a rule because one guy's trying something different, hitting a ball that's in the course of play? Yeah, you can as long as it's before the competition started. And <clears throat> if I was if I was Bryson DeChambeau, I wouldn't have even uh, done it. I wouldn't have done it in the practice round to to uh, actually bring it out for the first time in the tournament. But I mean, you've got to think about logistics, even in pace of play for for Bryson. <laughs> for Bryson to hit it over to nine, he doesn't yeah. have a golf cart. How's he getting over there? Yes. How long is it going to take him to walk? I mean, oh. he's, his his group's yeah. going to take forever on that. There's hole. no yardage book yeah. number from there either. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. He's not the fastest player in the world to begin with, and that walk to, to go around there. So he's got to go behind the tee. It, it's walking. There's no bridge. It'd be so, forty-five minutes. Yes, yeah. you got to walk around and then. For him to get now, he might even have to get line of sight because there's usually grand. I don't know uh, how big the usually grandstands there, so he's probably thinking two of them might get line of sight uh, drop there. I understand the strategy because it'll be hitting just across water, not having water up the entire left side for his approach, and he's got room behind. He's got grandstands if it goes long that he could he drop. I mean, it's brilliant strategy, right? Brilliant strategy. But the other part of it is. Um, you could say he'd wait. That's over a hill. So there's a lot of things you can't see over there. Um, when I've been there for PGA Tour Radio, our our home location and tent is right there. So I know exactly where he wants to hit it. So I absolutely get it. I get the strategy on it, but I, I think they made the right choice. And by the way, they did this earlier at the Sony Open in Hawaii. I was there for that tournament. And the spot on 18, it's a dog leg left, par five. Most guys can reach in two. But if you cut off the dog leg, which they had a, usually you had a corporate village there, and you could take it down 10, you would have a, you'd take driver and maybe even sand wedge into the green. So they, they put an internal out of bounds at the Sony Open in Hawaii to prevent players from doing that because it was wide open and it would have been the route anybody would have taken. So it's not the first time they've done it. Well, it's been going on for years. The Hinkle tree back in the day, Lon Hinkle tried to take an angle, so they planted a tree there the next day. So um, it's been happening. Did they don't do it at the Masters in the fall for Bryson? Well, they did it for Tiger. Didn't they change the golf course all the way around? No, but so I thought I thought after a practice round or going into it, that Bryson took a different – I forget which hole it was, but I thought they went out and grabbed a tree and planted it. You may see from doing. Yeah, you may see more of this as as you know. Obviously, golf courses are losing space, especially you think about a, a you know pebble beach that's surrounded by water. You may see more of internal out of bounds just to make sure that these guys are playing the yeah. golf course the way it was designed, right? So I, I don't think it's. I think it was the right call by the PGA Tour to keep the integrity of the course. Um, the hole is designed to be played exactly, this way, not, right. not well, that way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he can hit a. What, if he, he hit if, an iron off that tee and a wedge. Anyway? Yeah, if there are adjacent holes. Like, okay, I can understand, but they're adjacent, separated by a lake, all right? That's not that adjacent. Well, I mean, many times I've sprayed a drive and say, you know what? I'm going to hit my second shot up the fairway here versus the fairway that it was intended. Yeah. But 
my strategy from the tee is not to do that. <laughs> there are That's a result of a poor tee yeah. shot. You end up doing that sometimes. You know, we're going to be at Lancaster Country Club next week, correct? Yes. Um, uh, my home club, one of our home clubs. And I noticed um, the, the, the llama, the big hitter, um, <laughs> would take on hole 15, would play it, it, his tee shot to the right. Down seven. Down seven because he liked the angle better. Now, I, you know, I don't hit it long enough to, to play that shot. Yeah. I get it, uh, you know. I get it, uh, and uh, you know, some uh, the guy was playing. I was like, oh, that's crap! I'm like, you know what? If we hit it that long, we do the same damn thing. Well, plus right. the fairway's so narrow there; it's easier to hit it into seven. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. and, and the the reason was um, he'd hit it so far. If he didn't get down the slope, he was you know in jail, You're right? Incarcerated. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, you know those things. I I like that they did it to maintain the integrity of the hole, to play the hole the way it's been designed, and I think it adds drama too because that that would have been an easier shot. Uh, yes, as you said, because the water's not all the way down the side of the hole. Well, we know Bryson's right now the most interesting man in golf for sure, and uh, maybe still, not the most popular though. That's right. I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's a good kid though. I, every time I've I've talked to him after round practice round. He's drawing uh, eyeballs, though, for yeah, sure. He's, he's, a, he's a nice kid to talk to. All right. Before we go to break here, let's get in our tip of the week brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Uh, Jeff, we're going to talk about a fairway bunker, which there's plenty of them at Sawgrass. Yep. Uh, what are some keys to hitting a good fairway bunker shot? Well, a couple things. First thing, when I play with people, I see people dig their feet in quite a bit when they're hitting fairway bunker shots. You know, they see the pros... Um, so first of all, you want to take a nice firm stance, but you don't want to get your feet too far under the sand there because then, you know, the ball's technically raising up on you. So you're hitting something that'd be off a tee in, in theory, and that sand gets in the way. So I like to dig my feet in just a little and the inside edges of my feet to give myself a real solid, stable base. And then I try to approximate how much I've gone down and I'll choke up on the club about the same amount. So if I go down a half inch, I'll choke up about a half inch. The other thing I'll do is I'll move my ball back in the stance a little because I want to ensure first ball contact, then sand contact. And then next, you got to make sure you're clearing the lip. So you always have to take plenty of club to clear the lip. I know it's not, not necessarily the green might not be the target in that situation because you got to have plenty of club to clear the lip. And remember that ball's back in your stance and it's in the sand, so it may not come out as high as you think. And lastly, I'm going to try to keep my lower body pretty quiet, pretty stable. You know, there's not a lot of leg motion there. You want to you want to have a real stable base and a real rhythmic move and just focus on sweeping that ball. If your club's coming in real vertical and crashing and taking a big divot, that's a tough way to hit fairway bunker shots. So you want to take almost no divot. You try to almost pick it clean off the sand. It's easier said than done, and it does take a lot of practice. But if you're a good player or want to become a good player, it's a great way to find your rhythm and your balance and a, you know, a centeredness of contact if you went out and hit a lot of shots from a fairway bunker just to become proficient at it. Once you become proficient at it, it's not a very daunting shot at all. Anything you think you do differently, Steve, than that? No, I think you pretty much nailed it. And you think about uh, Lee Westwood when he hit out of the divot uh, last week at Bay Hill. That's You look at his contact, and they showed it uh, slow motion afterwards. You, you really need to focus on hitting that ball first, and you talked about moving it back in your stance. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, you see a lot of, probably on the weekends, a lot of the players around the area chunking it out, right? Like you're so used to when you're around the green in the bunker trying to catch the sand first. This is the exact opposite. You yep. want to make sure that you stay quiet, as you said, in that lower body and try to pick the ball as clean as possible. And I always try to take 
maybe one extra club yep. um, because it, it seems to go a little bit shorter. There's a lot of spin coming out of the sand. If you're getting too steep, another way to try to hit them is actually try to hit a hook out of there because you tend to come in a little bit shallower with a hook as opposed to a fade. So if you have that capability to hit a draw, you're probably going to be a, a slightly better fairway bunker player. All right, good advice there. Jeff's advice and all the Western York PGA Pro's advice. Uh, of course, you can contact anybody here at the Western York PGA. If you I missed uh, what Steve said earlier in the show about all the great opportunities that you get involved, your son or daughter get involved, uh, a lot of that on the website, wnypga.com. We'll also have the entire show up on our on-demand audio section uh, pretty much right after the show here at wgr550.com, and uh, we'll tweet that link out as well. So if you missed uh, Stephen Barkowski from earlier in the show, all, those in, all that information and events, uh, we'll have that up for you there. Okay, final segment when we come back. Uh, Jeff's going to give you a little bonus tip. If you were playing the Island Green, what would be the strategy? And also a poll question. Uh, about famous par threes that I'll ask all three of you here uh, when we come back as Tita Green rolls on here from the Western New York PGA offices inside Glen Oak Golf Course with Stephen Barkowski from the Western New York PGA, Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. More Tita Green coming up. Ryder Cup report time back here on Tita to Green. Dustin Johnson right now holding a strong lead for Team USA. It'll be at Whistling Straits in September as Bryson DeChambeau has now moved into second after his strong start to the season. Brooks Kepka, who's out this week with an injury, uh, he's not playing at the Players' Championship, is third. Colin Marikawa is fourth. The top eight rounding out, Shoffley, JT, Finau, and Reed, And then the rest will be captain's picks by Steve Stricker, who is uh, the captain this year in his home state of Wisconsin. Uh, for Europe, John Rahm is the leader there. Uh, but we'll give you your Ryder Cup report every week right here. On Tita Green, again, brought to you by the Jumpa Agency, Main Street in Clarence. Yeah, call Frankie. Save me money on my insurance. Seriously, Frank Jumpa, Allstate. Great stuff. Final segment here as we're back from the Western New York PGA offices, along with Stephen Barkowski, kind host to us today here from the Western New York PGA. Jeff Medes, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Corey Griswold doing a great job back in our Amherst studios. Uh, so the Island Green, of course, is going to get a ton of TV time this weekend. People just love watching it. Um, quick poll up here about famous par threes. I put it up earlier this week uh, on our T to Green Twitter handle. You should follow us at T2G Buffalo. I drop you from a helicopter to play one par three in the world. Okay, we're taking access to the course out of this conversation because access to one of these three courses is a little tougher than others. So it's just I'm dropping you on the tee box. You play the hole, and then I helicopter you out. Okay, you get to play one par three. Here's your choices. Pebble Beach, number seven. Augusta, number 12. Sawgrass, 17. Jeff, you get to start. What's your choice? Augusta, number 12, no doubt. That's number why? one with a bullet. Okay, why? It's the most beautiful, hardest part three I've seen on TV. I've never played it, and I played uh, I played TPC, so I've done that. Okay. So I'd like so, to go. So you have a little personal mm, bias yeah, on that. Yeah. Okay, Kev, what about you? Uh, so I've been to two of the three. I haven't played them. Um, but I would choose uh, the one I, I choose seven at Pebble Beach because you said a helicopter is going to drop me and be the most spectacular ride you'd ever have in a helicopter. Okay, Steve, what about you? I would go. I would go Augusta. I would go Augusta twelve. I've I've played TPC a few times, which is phenomenal. But just to be, at, you know, I've been to the Masters twice now. Just to be on property and be able to hit a tee shot on that twelfth, that'd be spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. So sixty-one percent of our voters picked Augusta twelve. Twenty-seven percent 
said the Island Green 17, and then 13% said Pebble. I'm telling you, the seventh hole of Pebble Beach is... Downhill, the shortest par three on the tour. It plays 107 yards. It's gorgeous. And then there's like little otters over on the right side, and then on the back side, left in the cove, there's sea lions. There's so much history with 12 at Augusta. That's the thing. That's being part of the history. I know it's beautiful. I've been to Pebble. I haven't played it, but... I think seven is the most beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful holes in the world overall. Tiger Period. took a 10 last year, remember, yeah. on 12, and then rattled off a whole bunch of birdies. Yeah. But Ben On's not choosing 17. He rinsed four the other day. Yes. Four. And he actually owned it. Like, Golf Channel tweeted out, tag somebody who'd shoot, uh, shoot an 11 on this hole, and Ben On tagged himself. That's great. I thought that was great. So let's just say, because it is, you do have access to it, let's say... Uh, you're going to go play Sawgrass. What would you do coming up to 17? If let, Let's pretend you've got a club in my hand here. What advice are you giving me to play that? I'm just telling you to try to hit the best shot you can and maybe aim for the center. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pick a good target, hit the best shot you can. You don't want to think about the results. You want to think about the process of hitting a good shot because especially there, you're like, oh, I want to tell everybody what I did, and you start thinking well, about that. Part of that, that poll, of- I thought, was the story of 17 is yeah. it's maybe mm-hmm. the best story of the three. Like, did you hit it, you know? Well, the – you see it's, Dustin Johnson, so the caddies have a competition uh, for charity on Wednesday. And Dustin Johnson gave Austin a club, and Austin switched clubs. He's like, you're juiced up, I'm telling you. And Austin hit it over the green. He goes, I told you, didn't listen to your caddy. The adrenaline on that hole. The adrenaline hole. on the hole, for yes. sure. So maybe not hit the club you think you should hit. Maybe go one down because of the right. adrenaline. All right, uh, 30 seconds here. Stephen Barkowski from the Western PGA. Uh, thanks for having us. Again, uh, what would you say? All the information you passed out earlier, go to the website, WNYPGA.com? Yeah, WNYPGA.com, or find your local PGA professional at your uh, golf course to see how you can get started for you, your family, your kids. And I just want to, on behalf of our PGA professionals, thank you, Brian, Kevin, Jeff, for all you do to promote the game of golf in the region. We really appreciate your support uh, and love to listen to you every Saturday. Thanks. Super proud of my PGA membership. Let's just say that. We we appreciate your support of our show. We love going to area courses every week, and uh, we know the Western PGA is a big part of that. So thank you. We will have all the information that uh, Steve gave us throughout the show. It'll be up on our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. We'll tweet it out as well. Kev will be uh, at your home club next week at Lancaster Country Club, so looking forward to that. They better have the course open. I'm ready. That's no, right. <laughs> we will uh, take it. Be patient, people. We'll be ready to go. Steve, thanks again. Stephen Barkowski from the Western PGA, and for PGA Pro Jeff Beatus, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Corey Griswold back at our studios. Thank you, Corey. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the players if you're watching this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Tee to Green.